Okay, Savannah made me redo this because she said it was horrific. So we might as well start over because apparently I sound like I'm on crack. So that's fine. (laughs) No worries. It's all good. Be happy. Well, maybe next time don't actually be on crack. I'm trying not to. (laughs) Trying to cut back on your crack usage. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Welcome back to Just Plebs. Uh, My name is Jorge. I'm Savannah. And you're listening to Just Plebs, as I just said. Uh, nice. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I would say we've had an, in, you had a bit of a crisis and finally found your wits to, to, to get something. Uh, oh, I, thanks. yeah, no, it's, a, that was a compliment. That was a nice thing. Um, <laughs> I certainly have discovered, uh, I think, I, I think I can be a betting man down the line, Savannah. Uh, oh, when that's, you see, that's good news. When you see something, you, you got to put some money down. And I was definitely, I felt like I was, it felt on on the ball, money on the ball. I don't know. It felt very accurate to uh, to see that potentially Biden was really getting flamed by this uh, by this whole Israeli crisis, which is really uh-huh. interesting to watch because his polling numbers were some of the lowest that it's been. Uh, on top of that, it, it was wild to watch kind of the media um, come out in support of him, which I wouldn't expect in certain places. But um, like in support of like in support of like like look no like like no like look look at look at what he's done he's 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 made this work and what I mean to or what I'm referring to is is this uh, hostage situation where they've let over I didn't know there's a couple Thai people there uh, held under a Hamas rule (laughs) yeah what are they doing over there there's four four Taiwanese or four Thailand fellas were were just no they're they're migrant workers working in, in in Israel at the time. So that's pretty I didn't nuts. know they could go over. <laughs> okay. I thought well, we only had migrants we don't in need, the U.S. We, we don't need your racist cues, Fanna. Um, <laughs> we're going to play this first clip, okay? Watch your ears. I'm going to adjust the volume uh, once we once I deal with it in post, but um, just watch your ears. Here we go. And we're going to start with CBS. Yeah. And just also pay attention to how when they talk about Israeli hostages versus Palestinian prisoners, the and you maybe just, just kind of revel on, on how they're presenting it. Because the hostages there's like nothing but like love and affection or tears or relief or whatever but with the palestinian prisoners it's like death screams it's really it's really weird just just listen to the back and forth because they'll literally go what but just to confirm these are the palestinian prisoners that are being released in exchange for the hostages yes correct okay can i I play make sure okay go ahead watch yours i'm gonna watch mine After seven weeks in captivity, freedom for a second group of hostages, including nine-year-old Irish-Israeli Emily Hand, who was initially presumed dead, now in her father's arms. Just one of many overjoyed reunions. In all, 13 Israelis, six women and seven children, and four Thai nationals were released last night. And 39 Palestinian prisoners, six women and 33 children including these teenage boys who were given a hero's welcome in the occupied West Bank. Since the start of the agreement, a total of 41 hostages have been released and 78 Palestinian prisoners. But there were fear. Do you not hear that portion? They're they're like wailing. It's really weird. Well, yeah, wait, so they're talking about the teenage boys. They're Palestinian, Palestinian prisoners? Palestinian, yes. 
Palestinian prisoners. They probably were. I, that I mean, were I don't in know. prison prior to this and then were part of that hostage exchange? No, there's some... Or are these Palestinians who are hostages? There's no host, There's no Palestinian hostages. Yeah, I guess not. So then no, wait, but why are there teenage need, you, boys who are prisoners? Uh, that's... I don't know if that matters. Uh, they're, they they might have... They're just prisoners is the point. And, and they'll they'll capture okay. anyone that that probably is in disagreement with the Israeli government. I mean, I'm sure, I, I don't yeah, I don't I think do that's the... I, I don't think that's something to like rebel okay. over. Um, I do hear the screaming. I think the visuals of the video probably would help as well. Obviously, but why? I mean, really I, see those. No, I mean like help drill in the like difference. Oh, in sure. How they're okay. Being presented. Sure, but right. We'll just listen to it again. We'll start over. Second. Ah, let me turn down. I turned down the. Uh, volume on this. I actually figured out how to do it. ...group of hostages, including nine-year-old Irish-Israeli Emily Hand, who was initially presumed dead, now in her father's arms. Just one of many overjoyed reunions. In all, 13 Israelis, six women and seven children, and four Thai nationals were released last night. And then, and then the whales come in, dude. <laughs> it's like, what is it's that? Like a- it's like a horror film. I, I can't explain what the reasoning is behind it. So just again, we're going to go back to the Palestinian hostages. Nationals were released last night and 39 Palestinian prisoners, six women. Dude, what is that? I'm what's the point? What's happening there? Yeah, man. Like, I isn't don't, that supposed to be joyous? Like, uh, yeah, I, like, that's what I'm saying. Like why? Well, yeah, sh- the hostages or the prisoners? Well, I mean, they're both being released. Should be a joyous occasion. For oh, them. sure. Like, sure. Well, then they kind of show that, but with the with like Palestinians like praising these teenagers, right? Um, yeah, but they're still wailing. And, and thirty three children, including these teenage boys, who were given a hero's welcome in the occupied West Bank. Since the start of the agreement, a total of forty one hostages have been released and seventy eight Palestinian prisoners. See, they they even swap it then. I'm, I'm so sorry. To, I'm sorry to obsess they, over this. It's just I, I just. They, so what's your theory over why they're presenting them differently? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm just. I'm. That's why I said I'm asking you because I, I. I genuinely don't understand. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I want a hot take from Savannah. Seeing like maybe it's just the video clips. I don't. That but that wouldn't make sense because I mean the, no, that doesn't make sense because then the audio would it would still display no, 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 the I same mean, audio. Why? No, but what are they displaying in the video? That what is the screaming? Is mm. it? I mean, you know, I guess it wouldn't be joyous screaming. You don't want to. You don't want to take a stab at it now. Take a guess. Well, I'm confused as to why they would be presenting the the prisoners as like that's a bad thing that they're released. Is that what they're trying to say? I don't. I don't know. Like oh exchange. maybe yeah sure see there we go because that's more what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so are they trying to like oh they shouldn't have been released but it was the only way to get the hostages? Well, back? this is CBS, so I don't quite know. Um, here, this is, no, that's a separate, I, I'd have to look around for the video and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, yeah, I no, don't know. Fine. But it, but anyway, the point is we'll actually, we'll finish up the video. How about that? Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Yeah. But there were fears on Saturday. The fragile deal between Israel and Hamas was close to collapse after it was delayed for hours when Hamas accused the Israeli military of repeatedly violating the terms of the agreement, forcing Egyptian and Qatari mediators to intervene. While in Gaza, the pause in violence allowed war-weary Palestinians to return to their homes in the north of the Strip, only to find entire city blocks gutted by airstrikes. 
Hamas leaders said Israeli forces had been preventing aid trucks from entering the area, a stark reminder of how brittle the truce agreement is as Israel continues to vow it will resume its campaign to destroy Hamas after the pause. Despite the growing international pressure for a longer break in the bombardment that has so far killed almost 15,000 Palestinians, according to the Hamas-run Palestinian Ministry of Health, and has displaced over a million more, many of whom have fled to the relative safety of the south of Gaza, where CBS News producer Marwan Al-Ghul reports. The feelings of the people here in the south, actually it's mixed because they could see each others and very sad too. They heard that they lost their houses. They lost everything. There is still some... Yeah, and it kind of didn't matter, did it? Like, they moved, they moved all these people down south. Uh, yeah. They, they, I don't know why this isn't like... This is a shocker. Because then there's another clip that explains uh, that Israel... Uh, is saying that Hamas is hiding in the south. Well, then, what do you do then to those Palestinians? Do you move them again? Well, you have to keep moving them. You have to keep moving. That's insane, man. I know. Just but keep, then how keep do you... shuffling until you get. But they can't even verify. Some of these people just hide in 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 the crowd. I, yeah, that's what I'm confused about. Is how do you confirm that these are all just civilians that are m- migrating? I, yeah. That are moving around. Like, wouldn't wouldn't the Hamas group just move with them? Yeah, I don't know. You know, very odd. I mean. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Ah, Jesus. Um, sorry. Uh, I do have another clip. Uh, you do sound like, like you're on crack. You sound yeah, I'm like sorry. you're like schizophrenic and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just freaking out about nothing. <laughs> oh, can you not hear that? No, you just oh. all of a sudden go, ah. <laughs> That's good to I don't know. know what's going on over there, dude. <laughs> um. It's because I, I clicked something and it the and like a little notification went off and my my shit's maxed. Oh, that's why <laughs> <Okay>. that really hurt. <laughs> oh well, I didn't hear it, so. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, it's gonna do it again. I bet. Please don't do it again. Okay. Um, well, I guess I don't know. I don't know where I I had the clip and I can't seem to find it. So that's a bit of a problem. But uh, look who's I, unprepared. No, 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 I am. I just didn't, I didn't even think about what you, what you said about, or re-listening to that about uh, Hamas hiding in Israel, or hiding oh, in, yeah, in South yeah. Gaza, but I, I just yeah. can't pull up the clip right now. Wait, so, but he said at the end of that clip that you just played that uh-huh. they, there were some people that were returning to their homes in northern Gaza? Yes. So are, they're not bombing that area anymore? Probably not. And they're just making their way down. it's safe to return, even though I guess so. Hamas is still there? And there's like the tunnel system and everything? Let's play the clip. I have it. Um, okay. I'm just like, how do they determine that yeah, it's safe I, for them to I don't return? know. I, d- I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Genuinely, it's like, it's, it's, it yeah, it's, it's incredibly into confusing. Into ether. Yeah. Yeah. I just had it. What the hell? Open it. Open you ghoul. Ow, I did it again. I'll oh clip this gosh. part out. It's fine. <laughs> I'll clip this part out. I'll extract all. Alright. There we go. I found it. Sorry about that. Ta-da! Uh, let's see.
Okay, I found it. I'll just clip the rest of this out. All right, here we go. This is Jake Sullivan, uh, ABC, if it's going to play. Your deputy, John Finer, was on Face the Nation last Sunday and told us Israel believes Hamas leaders are hiding in the south of Gaza. Combat operations are planned for that area, but he said they should be held off until civilians are accounted for in Israel's military planning. Is the U.S. satisfied with the assurances provided by Israel? Well, really, this is about... Uh operations uh, and not just about conversations. So what the United States is hoping to see, and frankly, what I believe Israel is hoping to see, is the conditions being set whereby any military action only takes place after civilians uh, have been accounted for and have the opportunity to be in safety, to have access to humanitarian... They're mentioning this now? Uh, No, They've been doing... they've They've been bombing this area forever. I, so are they just like that was like a trial run with northern right. Gaza? And now they're going to do it right for south, now, southern Gaza. Now we're going to get the south now. Uh, yeah. Oh no, we know the steps. And we these we are know the job now. First, we get it. Apparently. Oh we're, my we're gosh. Get it right this time. How do they? How do they account for all the civilians? Like the like, dead ones? Do they have like a? No, no, no. I mean, they said they're not going to do any military action. They're not going to do anything until all the civilians are accounted for. Oh. What does that mean? Are I don't gonna, know. Like, there's like cross them off a list like okay you're here right you know? how do they have a tally of everyone exactly how do they yeah. know that oh, I see. is accounted for what does that yeah mean? I, I i don't know I, again i'm so confused by all this and maybe, yeah. this, maybe this is not good information to pass along but it, this is and, unusual and also if okay so northern gaza has been bombed it it, it was but i out. thought they've been bombing the now south they're yeah, me too. Okay. Well, they were. But yeah. now they want to evacuate southern Gaza. Where are right. they moving them to? I don't know. Are they, they moving <laughs> Probably them? Probably letting them in back through Egypt then? Getting them as refugees? Yeah, but Egypt didn't want to take them to begin with. Well, Remember, that's why they, yes. like at that border, they wouldn't open anything. Right. Egypt didn't want them. <laughs> right, correct. And then also, how do you guarantee that there's no uh, Hamas members going through there, too? Maybe maybe my guess is that they brokered the deal, right? They they got Biden needed him, needed uh, Mr. Netanyahu himself to, to potentially end things for a little bit. Let's get back some hostages, maybe some American soldiers or people, uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But um, it was a limited term. And... Potentially getting the American public to think, well, if Biden did it the first time, maybe he can do it again. And then here's NBC potentially portraying this sentiment of who got the deal done. It was Mr. Genocide Joe himself. It took weeks of excruciating secret negotiations involving U.S., Israeli, Qatari and Egyptian officials and personal pressure from President Biden to persuade a reluctant Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu to accept a four-day ceasefire that has so far freed 26 Israeli hostages from Hamas. This morning, two senior administration officials tell NBC News the Biden administration is disappointed Americans have not yet been released, but say they are hopeful three Americans will still be among the 50 civilian women and children freed as a part of this deal. We also remember all those who are still being held and renew our commitment to work for their release as well. Two American women and one four-year-old child, Abigail, who remains among those missing. Wait, didn't didn't that lady come back or is that is that new news that I haven't 
necessarily clip them. That's the four-year-old. I remember. But yes, I know. It's Yes, that's who I'm asking. Didn't she get released? Well, I guess not. I, she must have. I'll look it up. will not stop until we get these hostages brought home. After a short but serious delay on Saturday, 13 more Israelis, five women and eight children were freed. In Wait, return, pause. Israel released 39 more Palestinians from its prisons, and aid organizations have been able to scale up fuel and aid deliveries for Gaza. Pressure on Israel continues to mount. Tens of thousands gathered in Tel Aviv Saturday night, accusing Netanyahu of not doing enough to bring the 240 hostages home. The deal also comes as Democrats are increasingly divided over President Biden's embrace of Israel as the civilian death toll in Gaza grows. A Biden administration official says this deal was a Biden deal, not a Netanyahu deal. A Biden deal. You hear that? <laughs> See what I mean? Oh, he's going to get the credit. He's trying to get the credit, man. He's getting shit on. Just want to make it's, it clear. I mean, he's got massive protests everywhere. I mean, his whole his whole section of, of people, his whole demographic of college students are, those are, are all the protesters. Those are all the protesters. You, you don't yeah. see conservatives protesting uh, over over um, over this issue. Not to the extent no. that that they're doing well, it, but the college students are. Not about Netanyahu's decisions. It's all about right. Biden and how he's been approaching it. But also, it's because that's what's relevant, right? Correct. If they protest Netanyahu, that doesn't matter because they're U.S. citizens. Yeah, it's, sure. They're gonna protest whoever is in charge of them. You know, as a yes. country. Uh, the girl um, was released. So this is slightly. Yeah, but I. Yeah, but well, yeah, this this clip uh, is relatively new, and this news is. Uh, Oh, it's eight days old. So, yeah. No, that's... It, I think they dropped the ball on that one. Huh. Very interesting. Anyway, so they're rebombing it currently as we speak. Um, yeah, the South. Yes, uh, as we've mentioned. So my only guess is that Biden's going to come in again, supposedly. He's, essentially what he's doing, he's probably getting everything brokered through that Qatari uh, mm-hmm. negotiator that's really probably doing all the heavy lifting. Uh and then Biden's going to take feedback for it. So, or, you know, take the, take the, take, take the, the gold. Credit. Yeah. Take the cred. Um, like a group project. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's the, he, he's the fifth student. Yeah. He's a speaker. He's just reading out the news just like we are. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, that was a messy transition into the next topic. Um, how do you want to start? I know you got something going on with, uh, actually I have some oh, input. That was all That's you it. Had? That's all I have for oh, okay. this Israeli one. Okay. Unless you have something to contribute had... to the Israel. I have other stuff. No. Yeah. So you go, uh, no. is my point. Oh, okay. That's all I'm getting at. I don't well, know why you're... I mean... I'm, I'm handing you the rock and you don't want it. Oh, I just thought you had more to add to it. No, that was... That's why I said it's a terrible transition out. Because that's... I all see. Gotten. Okay. Well, this is an equally terrible uh, transition. Just thing. go. Um, mine has to do with... <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a new respiratory illness from China... Yes. Um, and I guess to introduce that, the ABC clip. Um, the, where do which, I? Oh, I see. Sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's okay. the ABC uh, China Respiratory Illness Surge with Britt Clenet. Uh, uh, ABC. I don't see that. It's at the top with Brit 
Clement? No. ABC WNT. It's with I all have, the other clips. I have China Respiratory Illness Surge. You read that wrong. That's why. No, that's not what I. It, yes, you said W. <laughs> exactly or you said ABC said. WNT China Respiratory Illness with Brit Clinton. Okay, but yeah. those are the same words. Whatever. So why but would I was you looking. Whatever. The right clip? We're moving on. Sorry. Playing it. Okay. I gotta have this as a preset. Very interesting. Okay, here we go. We turned out of the concern over images coming out of China tonight where hospitals are struggling amid a surge of respiratory illness. Tonight, the World Health Organization saying it believes what China is saying. Here's Britt Clinton. Tonight, with scenes of overcrowded hospitals once again sparking global concern, the Chinese government is releasing new details about a surge in respiratory illnesses. Health officials say the infections across China are driven by known pathogens, including flu, bacterial pneumonia and RSV, and they insist they are not detecting any new virus like the world saw with COVID four years ago. China is now facing its first cold and flu season since lifting COVID restrictions. Of course, crowded hospitals evoke some serious memories of COVID. This is not unexpected, given that we are in respiratory virus season and we have reduced immunity as a result of years of lockdowns. The Chinese government what? was criticized for its lack of transparency since COVID first appeared in Wuhan. What does he mean by that? What part? Uh, here. For its lack of transparency since okay. expected, given that we are in respiratory facing its first cold and flu season since lifting COVID restrictions. Of course, crowded hospitals evoke some serious memories of COVID. This is not unexpected, given that we are in respiratory virus season and we have reduced immunity as a result of years of lockdowns. The we have reduced immunity because of the years of we were in lockdown? I mean, we were in lockdown like two years ago. Three but years how does ago. that? How does that? How is your immunity fucked from that? Well, because you're not. Ex I mean, the idea is that you're not exposed to as many viruses, so you can't build up natural immunity to them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. That is. That is a like. That is an idea. It's just a weird. Yeah, I, I remember that now. Incredible. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I mean, Sorry. that was the concern with like kids. Is that especially kids that were in primary school? Like, well, that wasn't the narrative at the time. Primary school. No, 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 no. But they missed out on that because of lockdowns. They yeah, didn't get okay. the initial that just, exposure. It's, that sounded more weird than I probably imagined it. Sorry. Keep okay. playing. Chinese government was criticized for its lack of transparency since COVID first appeared in Wuhan. But tonight, the World Health Organization says new... What? Huh? Did you say something? No. Oh, maybe, maybe I am on crack, dude. Sorry. I swear... New data from China show the country is facing a post-COVID surge of respiratory illnesses that other countries have already seen. China is now experiencing very similar patterns to what we experienced here last year in the U.S. as a result of illness, especially among their kids. David, the WHO says it's keeping a close eye on this and that it's in touch with Chinese officials. But we know China has pledged to strengthen measures and improve transparency around disease control. These images we're seeing are evoking some tough memories and causing skepticism. David. Britt Clement in Hong Kong for us. Britt, thank you. Okay, so just to go over what points were made in that clip, okay? So there's a respiratory illness from China that is like the flu with RSV, which is a, a respiratory virus. Um, there's no new pathogens. So this is just the typical RSV and the flu virus that goes around every year. There's just increases this season. 
but I don't know if there's increases. Like they don't say if it's compared to years prior. Mm-hmm. Like, is there just more, and that's why it's alarming, right? Um, I have an answer to that, but keep going. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I did some digging. World Health Organization, the WHO, not the band. Mm-hmm. Um, they were citing this was the conversation of an upsurge, upsurge of respiratory illnesses among children in northern China. Um, and they talk about what it might be, uh, that it's, uh, that it's not like COVID. It's basically what this report summarized, except for the one part that I think they missed and I have to find it. I should have highlighted it. Um, let's see since mid October. No, that's not it. Uh, okay. So on November 23rd, who held a teleconference with Chinese health authorities from the Chinese Center of Disease Control and Prevention and the Beijing Children's Hospital, facilitating the National Commission, National Health Commission and National Administration of Disease Control, Jesus Christ, uh, in which the request data were provided indicate an increase of outpatient consultation and hospital admissions of children due to the um, to this weird pneumonia that came out uh, since May. Um, some of these increases are earlier in the season than historically experienced, but not unexpected given the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions as similarly, similarly experienced in other countries. Uh, no changes in disease presentations were reported by the Chinese health authorities. Uh, Chinese authorities advise that there has been no detection of any unusual or novel pathogens or an unusual clinical represent, uh, presentations. Uh, so this is just what they stated, right? Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, yeah. But the Chinese authorities advise that since mid-October, enhanced out and inpatient surveillance have been implanted for respiratory illnesses, covering a broad spectrum of viruses and bacteria, including the first time this, uh, I can't pronounce it, um, mysoplasma pneumonia. This uh, con- uh, complements existing respiratory surveillance mechanisms and may have contributed to the observed increase in detection and reporting of respiratory illnesses in children. So it's so because they have more tools to actually record this uh, this so then increase it looks in like children. There's an upsurge. An upsurge, as they put it, but there is no upsurge then. Well, yeah, there is, so well, no, I mean, because they've only uh, had the data that they've had new data and new technology, right, to be able to track this, supposedly. Yeah, so there's just more numbers. It's more accurate, right? Right. But, I mean, it's nothing out of the ordinary of a typical seasonal But what they're saying, though, is... But they're not reporting that portion of the things. No, I know. Of course not. So, and then the last bit that they're trying... That they're getting across is that they're comparing it to COVID. The last time there was an illness out of China was COVID, right? And they're saying this is not the same thing. Um, and we trust China's information on this not being the same thing and that it's just a typical disease or it's just a typical virus that's just going around. Right. Yeah. But no, they didn't. But, re- but the bigger portion is that they didn't re- they didn't report that, that that's a big chunk of information, man. Uh, yeah. That the, the increased reporting. The, right. I know. I didn't see any. I didn't see anything like that on any news sources. Right. Is there another source you want to play to keep talking about this or. Yeah. With, uh, so this is CBS, Elizabeth Palmer. Got it. To China now, where the COVID pandemic began about four years ago and where there is now a new surge of respiratory illnesses in children that are swamping hospitals. This time, though, important ad, scientists say they have not seen any new or unusual diseases and the spike in illnesses is not as large as when COVID began. Liz Palmer has more on this wave of sickness. 
Hospital waiting rooms, especially in Beijing and China's north, are full of kids sick with respiratory infections, including pneumonia. The surge in illness made headlines in China and set off alarm bells abroad. So last week, the World Health Organization asked China to explain what was going on. The good news is, it appears the cause is run-of-the-mill winter bugs. Dr. Zhou Fengzhang is chair of... <laughs> Wait, why didn't they just start Winter with... bugs. Winter bugs, that's it. Hey, I know, instead hey man, of... just the you cold. Know, e hospital waiting rooms are packed, you right. know... Kids are dying. They're getting well, the yeah, flu. Well, yeah, essentially. Okay, you but just a note... You know what it is? Winter bugs. The... Sorry. They talked about pneumonia. Mm -hmm. So, pneumonia is just a... A f an effect of RSV. Like when it gets really severe, mm. then you can get pneumonia or bronchitis. Okay. So it's just if you have a really bad case oh. of RSV. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> just a bad version. Okay. That's, wow. That's just that's winter an, bugs. Why don't they? Yeah, right. Exactly. Just winter just, bugs. Oh my God. Even though it set off alarm bells worldwide, it's only, is it because it only, only because it came out of China? Maybe. Is that the only reason it was alarming? Maybe, or or it was necessary to just bring it up, you know, just just well, show just show people that they're um, you know, things are getting serious. Time to get your 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 fucking shot. Well, I mean, that's yeah. So what are they trying to get at, right? Well, let's see how it wraps up. I'm sure it's going to sell that point. UCLA's yeah. epidemiology department. I, I, I think that uh, the the pandemic 2.0 is not there yet. That first pandemic, yet. COVID nineteen. Not there yet. No, no, I know. Right? Right. In which right? eventually killed right? millions of people started in Wuhan, China. And Chinese authorities tried to cover it up. This time, though, the WHO says China promptly handed over persuasive data showing the children were sick with known pathogens, that is, the kinds of common bacteria and viruses that occur everywhere. In the United States, we also have the flu. We also have ISV. We also have a COVID-19. The vaccination is the key. Chinese children yeah, may there be you especially go. vulnerable yeah. because... That makes sense. Yeah. Why not? Hold on. During the pandemic, widespread masking and lockdowns shielded them from so many bugs. Chinese doctors are now working overtime to care for this flood of small patients. But health experts say this nothing flood? at this stage suggests... What? The flood of small patients are working overtime. When's the last time that happened, right? That was like spoken about. Right. Right? And then, right. yeah, it's their language compared yes, to the ABC clip. You know, hospitals are swarming with sick patients. Mm -hmm. Why Why do they think it's so much more severe than ABC does? Get your shot. Hang on. It's the kinds of common bacteria and viruses that occur everywhere. In the United States, we also have the flu. We also have ISV. We also have a COVID-19. The vaccination is the key. Chinese. They didn't even bring up COVID-19 in any of this. I know. Like, it's not COVID. I mean, this is, that's separate. But they're, just, but they're, they're triggering a memory, right? Exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to compare it, but then, you know, oh, don't worry. It's not the same thing, but we're going to keep talking about it, mm -hmm. you know. And, nauseam, and having just it fresh you. in your mind of, uh, hey, remember that time? Right, that exactly. Yes. Fearful. Yeah, totally. Like, right. Do you remember when you freaked out because shit was closed all the time? Yeah. People wearing masks, driving and in their cars. They still do that. Who am I kidding? Like uh -huh. anything that involves small children, 
potentially yeah, being touch at the risk. heartstrings. Of course, a parent is going to listen to that and they're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, my child is at risk." They're Look not going to hear anything else. Look back at the Israeli clip with the uh, four-year-old still hasn't at the time still hasn't been released, exactly. right? Touching yeah. heartstrings. Okay, all right. What else you got? I don't know if there's anything left in that clip. No, there's not. What else you got? Okay. Well, okay. So those two clips, right? Slightly getting more. And that one also kind of felt a touch more distrustful of China. You know, bringing up like, oh, China lied last time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll compare it to the last clip, which is NBC Nightly. Oh, you're just comparing the three, huh? Okay. I like that. That's good. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. And this is with Ann Thompson. Watch yours. And as we head toward winter, we're seeing an alarming rise in respiratory illnesses like RSV in children. And Thompson. Or the common cold. No, and what or, parents yeah, the need. flu. The flu. What else? COVID at this rate? Well, know. I mean, nobody's mentioned COVID, but yeah. I know. That's kind of weird, right? Because this is supposed to be a common, a commonality, right? This is supposed to be I, for, yeah. here forever. Why is it? Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. These scenes of packed hospital waiting rooms raising alarm in China as it grapples with the spike in respiratory illnesses, mostly in children. The World Health Organization is asking for more information. Here, flu is now spreading across the U.S. The CDC reporting a nearly 4% increase in flu-related doctor's visits. The Southeast hit especially hard. What? Since when? A 4% compared to what? Last year? Well, this is what Compared this is what ago? I'm saying that I think they're going back on this data from the World Health Organization disease outbreak news upsurge, yeah. right? That, that's what I read you earlier. They've been tracking uh-huh. this since mid October. That there's going to be a surge. No, this, so since mid October, in addition to enhancing disease surveillance in healthcare facilities, oh, they uh, just increased tracking. China, yeah, that, they've been they've noticed this for a bit. Chinese authorities yeah. have stressed the need to strengthen capacity of healthcare systems to manage patients. Yeah, so they, then they, it just looks like there's more people that are sick because right. they don't have the accurate data to compare it to years past. Right. Yeah. This uh, enhanced outpatient and patient surveillance has been implemented for respiratory illnesses covering broad spectrums of viruses. Back to, yeah, okay, so yeah, they've they've known this for yeah, whatever. So this is unusual. This is weird. Yeah. Okay, so I'll keep playing it. But not like last year's triple demic, flu, COVID, and RSV. <laughs> yeah, the triple There's demic. COVID. I forgot that. Yeah, that's good. Triple demic. Doctors say I know, RSV that one cases. What? That one seemed. I totally forgot about that one. That right. one was fine. Right? Are on the rise. We've actually seen a, a, a tremendous increase in the number of children who we have diagnosed with RSV um, over the past seven to eight weeks. Um, probably some of the highest that we've seen all season. Dr. So Shane thinks cases have... Pe- what? So, so you need the to speak highest, up into your mic, by the way. You gotta get closer I, I, to it. I am. So mm-hmm. the highest rates mm-hmm. that they've seen all season, it's it's December. Like the, seas- the, the winter fall Hasn't sickness season, it's not even at its peak yet. Right. Right. Yeah, it's going to be higher than it was in September, in October, because uh-huh. that's like when it starts to ramp up, right? Um, also, so they have an increase in children diagnosed with RSV. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they have a severe case of RSV. So they just have it. Just, well, yeah. So just um, 
a little RSV facts according to the CDC. Okay. So RSV is a respiratory illness that um, affects primarily children less than six months of old, six months old, or less than 24 months old if they have a health condition like accompanying it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's, according to the FDA, one to 3% are hospitalized a year. I couldn't find um, mortality rates okay. because they vary depending on different situations. But I mean, as, we, as, as I said before, it, a severe case of RSV can turn into pneumonia or bronchitis. That's like a hospitalization. Mm. Um, but you can have RSV and if you have a mild case, it just looks like a cold. So kids can get RSV, but you're more you're not as likely to than if you're like a, a newborn. Really? Um, and also you can get RSV at any age, but like the likelihood of that happening is like so low and mm-hmm. it's just going to look like a cold. Um, and then the other age group that's affected are adults over 60 who have weakened immune systems due to an illness like HIV. Yeah. It's, it's young. It's weakened young to anything. Sure. Yeah. So um, just because they're diagnosed doesn't mean it's, Fatal. Right. You know, or hospitalization. Yeah, like it's just a doctor's visit. I'll keep playing. Yeah, sorry. He did her hospital. They're increasing among children at GBMC Healthcare in Maryland. But a new preventive antibody called Bayfortis is in short supply. There How it many is. Dose- you have That's to their up. advertisement. No, yeah, you have of course. your volume turned down because the clip is so loud. Okay, whatever. We disagree. It's fine. Uh, so that's your, there's your advertisement as you said there it is yeah so here's mm-hmm. the solution to all your issues right Bayfortis. i'll play it back in maryland but a new preventive antibody called Bayfortis is in short supply how many and doses sh- short supply yeah if <laughs> you know anything like yeah. supply and demand right okay if it's you in, know anything <laughs> if you know anything if you know anything in general if you, no, if you know anything, anything ge- if you know how to get to the moon <laughs> if supply you, and demand <laughs> You know, Science. supply and demand. Jeez, Savannah. Okay. Uh huh. No, I mean, if something's limited, you're going to well, want even, it. Even, even if, if they're just it. saying it too, it might and, that might not be true. And by structuring it as fearful, like yeah. you know, your kid's life is at risk, and like, oh, this is an upsurge. This is scary and alarming. Like upsurge. Oh, what is, and what is the thing that's going to help them. Uh-huh. Upsurge. Upsurge. And ups. We got an well, upsurge of people. Yeah, and Whatever, the thing that's like being advertised as this is going to make your kid not die. <laughs> right. Even though the likelihood of your kid dying is pretty low from mm-hmm. it. Um, I mean, that's going to freak people out. Of right? course. And they're going to swarm it. Guess how much Bayfortis costs per dose? How much? $500. Wow. And the only two ways that you can pay for it, um, not out of pocket, is through a vaccine for children program which less than 20% of hospitals partake in. So if they partake, then you're covered. If they don't, then you have to pay out of pocket or through private insurance, right? So the, the vaccines for children programs for like uninsured and Medicaid and... Um, that might change in December, right? If they can get, if there is, if we haven't hit our peak yet, even though it's starting to sound like we're, we're rolling over in our graves. Well, maybe it'll start getting government funded, in this, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Once the peak hits yeah. and it's absurd... And they'll really freak people out by then. Uh, let's keep an eye on this. Because then if, oh, if also, it is end up being government funded, that, that'll be the kicker. That's the final goal, essentially, right? Do you know what company Bayfortis comes from? 
I don't know. Uh, AstraZeneca? Ast- AstraZeneca, yeah. Oh, okay. Shot in the dark. That was a lucky shot in the dark. Yeah. I think there's only like, what, three or four pharmaceutical companies? Yeah, so I mean, what, like what, is so, what is so in particular uh, or what, what was so um, important about it? No, I just mean like they're going for profit, right? I know, but why Why have me guess? I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Okay. <laughs> One out of five There pharmacies. was no point in having you guess. I just okay. I didn't yeah. have another lead up. Guess. Okay. Well, I'll just keep playing. Guess. How about that? Did you get and how many doses do you need? I need a whole lot more than what I've gotten. I uh, have gotten, um, I've received less than 50. Dr. Teresa Wynn says it is crucial expectant moms get the RSV vaccine made for them. Pregnant mothers between 32 to 36 weeks can get the vaccine. And if there's been four weeks, they have made antibodies and have passed it on to their infants at birth. Though the CDC so, says- so listening to that clip, mm-hmm. would you think that that means that you can get the Bay Fortis vaccine as a pregnant woman? Yes. You can't. What? Bayfortis, yeah, you can't. Bayfortis, the CDC itself says pregnant women should not get the Bayfortis vaccine. Whoa. Like their word for word is there's another vaccine through Pfizer that is intended for pregnant women. Uh-huh. So CDC says pregnant women, sh- well, pregnant people, that's what they say, should oh, only really? receive that's cool. Pfizer <laughs> vaccine. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, pregnant people. Of course, it's the CDC. <laughs> oh, man. Why am I, why am I, mean, I like laughing over this? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's pretty so, obvious. Yeah. I mean, so the wording of that, like that clip, no, how would you know that it's not the Bay Fortis vaccine? Can I, I'm going to hear that again. Yeah, re-listen to it. This is do you need. I need a whole lot more than what I've gotten. I have gotten, um, received less than 50. Dr. Teresa Wynn says it is crucial expectant moms get the RSV vaccine made for them. Pregnant mothers between 32 to 36 weeks can get the vaccine. And if there's been four weeks, they have made antibodies and have passed it on to their infants at birth. Okay. So you're like you'd have to that, listen to it a couple of times. Wow! So they like, shouldn't. To be, understand they, so they shouldn't be doing it. Well, well, there is a vaccine for, but it's not this women, one, and that's but the it's Pfizer not this one. one. Yeah, and that one's always been. A, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how old. Okay, it is, so then, but it's not okay, so th- but they're selling by Fortis currently. Yeah, but the the way they word it is like, oh, you can get by Fortis mm-hmm. as as a pregnant woman. Yeah, and yeah. then. Your child is, which would then add to the the demand for uh, demand the demand right for the vaccine. Right? You're gonna say the demand for supply. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, and I was like, wait, that's not the right word. <laughs> Sorry. Um, wow, that's nuts. Dude. And I the other thing mm-hmm. is, the other thing is, if you do get the Pfizer vaccine when you're pregnant, then your newborn should not get the vaccine, the Bayfortis vaccine. It's just oh it's one gosh. or the other, right? But nobody has said that. What's wrong with his doctor? Well, I think they just, they, they just you know, intentionally the left out. Of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they, to be fair, they did say get the vaccine made for them, but they don't say what that is because then it's competition. You either get the Bay Fortis or you get the Pfizer one, but you don't get both. So then you, you, Bay Fortis wants all the profit. But you can't get Bay Fortis. As when you're pregnant, but you can get it when the child is born. But, Okay. But, but why? They but they make both. it seem like they're selling it to a pregnant woman. No, but it's competition. 
I, I understand right? what you're saying. I know it's the competition. Por- okay, I see. All right, I see. Yeah. Because why not say yeah, yeah. Pfizer so as well? So if they advertise okay. Befortis sure. and then you go to your doctor, say, I want Befortis. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, you can't have it until the kid's born. Okay, well, right. have it when the I'll just born. wait then. They don't even say, oh, there's another option you can have right now. Pfizer. Huh. Whoa, that is company. weird. Dude. Okay. Right? All right, I see what you mean now. So then I, I get is Befortis. Yeah, so then <laughs> who is, uh, so they're obviously paying for you know, news well, time. threw in. They threw in a little, a little pennies, a couple pennies this they way. They did. Yeah, yeah dude. a few pennies. Native ad. Anyways, All right. keep it, keep it going. Keep it, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Play, brother. And Anne joins me here in the studio. Why is this antibody in such short supply right now? Well, the manufacturer, Santa ah, Fe Pasteur, says that despite an aggressive supply plan, the demand for Bay Fortis has been much higher than anticipated. In the meantime, Dr. <laughs> why don't they say so that about Pfizer that? then? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But why it's just released and right. this RSV, oh, the RSV yeah. rates have been constant from year to year. Whoa. And it's yeah. just, why, why is demand suddenly way higher than they were able to predict? That doesn't make any sense. Let's keep playing. Higher than anticipated. Yeah. In the meantime, doctors say it's also important for adults over the age of 60 to get the RSV vaccine to stop the spread and protect the most vulnerable and youngest among us, especially during the holidays, Lester. So Abs- that last absolutely bit. Disgusting. Okay. So would you think by how they're wording it that adults can get the Bayfortis too. Yes. They can't. <laughs> oh, wow. That's another another vaccine. So that has two options, one of them being the Pfizer vaccine is for adults. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's so they can't even get Bayfortis. So then and also, I mean, a vaccine is just it doesn't stop you from getting sick. So there you hear the phrasing stop the spread again. Mhm. Right? You know, we're very con- we're very familiar with that saying. Um, it doesn't prevent you from getting sick. It just prevents you from like, or helps to prevent you from getting severe RSV, which is like pneumonia and bronchitis. And right. that's really only if you have underlying, you know, immune system issues. Very interesting. Or you're in a nursing home. <laughs> is there another clip you want to add on to this? Old guys just dying uh, in the yeah, get your shot, man. Well, that's the it. thing is that I I don't I don't. I don't think the mortality rates for adults are nearly as high as for infants, and they're not that high anyways. In infants, yeah, right. Well, but the whole the whole thing of what they're saying is for adults to get it is to, you know, stop the spread. Don't Because it's passed on by contact. Um, but it doesn't stop you from getting sick. Take I it, don't dude. know. This is, all a, like, this is all a promotional for Take the shot. New, Take the shot, man. Essentially, that's what they're... You're going to love it. You're going to love yeah. to get yourself a nice sandwich afterwards. It'd be great. What else you got yeah. for me? Um, well, that's it about the uh, the sickness. But oh, I fun. mean, they did okay. mention they did mention COVID, right? So mm-hmm. COVID has not left as we are finding out. <laughs> right. COVID's still around. But it seems like the only thing that's being done about it is just offering more at-home testing. But now there's in-school testing. 
message to parents and educators from the First Alert Safety Desk, the federal government will be offering free rapid COVID tests to schools. Aisha, when does that start? Next month, Tammy, it's for all schools nationwide. The Department of Health and Human Services is set to teach districts how to request the free antigen test soon. Officials say schools can keep the tests on site or even send them home with kids. Schools will be able to place those orders for the test starting in early December. It'll take about two weeks for those tests to come in. The news comes as hospitalizations from COVID have been on the rise and officials expect Whoa. those cases to spike. The Department of Education has sent a letter to schools urging them to use the test to try to contain the spread of COVID, especially in these winter months. The announcement comes just over a week after the Biden administration opened the free COVID test website for people to have them at home. We'll have all that information for you. These guys are shooting out of left field, dude. <laughs> Since when yeah. is there a COVID spike? I, I'm confused. Apparently there is. Oh my gosh. But it's yeah, not this November third. This is not wow. Past years. And that's I mean, not even winter. that's not even the main focus by the main by the main headlines, right? No, RSV beat out COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, RSV got the the spotlight. The flu got the spotlight. Right. Uh, the damn COVID's the damn bug over here. Yeah, but COVID wants to make sure we don't forget. Don't forget them, right? These ladies. <laughs> We're still around, bitches. <laughs> this is in Wisconsin too. Oh, how weird. I mean, it's it's all over the U.S., right? So. Sure. But but I mean, I couldn't find videos. Maybe I just didn't look very hard. But I could only find it through the Wisconsin. Um, Really? News channel. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's where they're like starting it. But Biden, um, Biden made that decision for all of the schools. So um, maybe they just have to get rid of inventory. Well, that's know? my guess. I was trying yeah. to find where are they where are they getting these tests from? I thought I saw somewhere and I couldn't find the, the link to it again, but that they were yeah. going to use the uh, the backstash of the government's like <laughs> stash that they used for the, the rapid testing like last year. Uh-huh. Two years ago. But like if that's the case, when were they produced, you know, created initially? And right. the the shelf life is depending on the brand, is between four to twenty four months according to the FDA. Oh, so they're so done. Most tests are done after twenty four right. months. But the um the FDA is extending the shelf life for a lot of them. Of course. Maybe yeah. so they can yeah. get used up, right? Very interesting. You know, um, and then why are they just now implementing this in schools? Yeah, like why did they do this open. during the height of the pandemic? We've or, already, yeah. yeah, we already had a winter where schools were open and numbers were rising because it's winter, winter bugs, right? Winter bugs. And also, why does that matter? Like, so they, they, none of them brought up non-symptomatic sickness. Do you remember that being a thing? Yeah. Where you can be sick, you can test positive, but don't have any symptoms, so you have to stay mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. Now it's they get they test when they have symptoms, right? But if you have oh, symptoms, like mm -hmm. you you have the flu, you stay home. Right. You have a cold, just stay home. Like yeah, if you have a fever, you have to stay home. That's a symptom for a lot of illnesses. So right. why does it matter if you if it's COVID or not? Well, because they're trying to get rid of the stockpile they got. The neat little sure. But then also they want to make sure that you remember that COVID's still around by tracking it, right? Ah, nobody tracks sure. the amount of flu sicknesses. Right. Like if that rises, nobody cares. Just a constant stressor. Yeah, it's still mm. around. It's still stress, you know. 
Um, and then there's, you know, the pressure of, oh, maybe there will be more school lockdowns. Maybe there's additional masking requirements, right? Right. Yeah. Anyways, I just thought that was crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I got the, uh, I got the, uh, the whole crowd met together. The, the, the crowd? big crowd of, of presidents, um, prime ministers, people. Um, all the elites. All the elites. The important, men with very important people. Very important people meet up in Dubai, I believe. Actually, I don't know where hmm. specifically in Saudi Arabia. But it's for COP28. And COP28 yeah. is uh, the climate conference. Climate change conference. The UN climate change conference. Uh, well, yeah, like it is annual? in Dubai. It's an annual thing. Yeah, I've just okay. I've just discovered this. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I've never heard um, of it. Right. Well, it's it's nothing more than a, a big party uh, for all your for all your higher ups getting together Where and they, uh, dealing they business. Come and t- talk about the weather. Talk about yeah. Talk about the weather. <laughs> Jeez, Savannah. Um, however, we did learn something very interesting. So as I mentioned, uh, big ones like uh, Prince Charles or King Charles, I guess. Uh, prime ministers, uh, some Chinese uh, guys, some some Chinese folk coming in. Uh, also trying to see what the what the what the shedang is, you know what I mean? Trying to mm. <laughs> trying to sell some. Sure. They're they're trying to sell some stuff. Anyway, my point is we got um we got UN oil companies come in and join us. It's uh they're sending an invite out to not just the uh the normal people that are trying to sell greenhouse energy or uh, green technology. Let's just co op and get all together and make some money. So this is just the basis of what um what I've listened to a little bit. Okay. Hold on. Just bear with me. It'll make sense in a minute. If it'll <laughs> okay. play. I trust you. Excellencies, friends, the diagnosis is clear. The success of the COP depends on the global... Mm. For context. This Excellencies. Is, mm-hmm. My th- friends. This is, um, this is Antonio Gutierrez, the, the main man of the UN, uh, coming out to the group saying, it's time, brothers. Time to unite in arms. <laughs> time to time to gather. Time to assemble. Time to make Stop some cash. Prescribing a credible cure in three areas. First, what? Drastically I know. It's it's horrible. It's harder to listen to this. What did he? What, Current did, what did he say? Would lead to an earth scorching 3 degree temperature rise. So no, the that's not English. <laughs> I know it's horrible for like the first thirty. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Clear expectations <laughs> for economy-wide national determined contributions presented by all countries that cover all greenhouse gases and align with 1.5 degree limits. The G20, which represents 80% of world's emissions, must lead. And I urge countries to speed up their net zero timelines to get there as close as possible to 2040 in developed countries and 2050 in emerging economies. Second, we cannot save a burning planet via fire holes of fossil fuels. Ooh, fossil fuels, dude. Fossil <laughs> <So> fuels. <laughs> <laughs> it, like they're trying. He's trying to scare us, right? It, well, this yeah. World's gonna, you can't save a burning planet. Right, a burning planet with these fossil fools coming in. That's the title, fools. dude. That's the fucking title, fossil fools. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's you fine. must accelerate the just equitable transition to renewables. The science is clear. The 1.5 degree limit is clear. It's only possible <laughs> if we ultimately stop burning all fossil fuels. Not reduce. <laughs> he did it again. Debate. He did it again. <laughs> Uh, it just this is so shitty. I hate all of this. Well, uh, so okay, so I okay, trying my best to understand through the accent, which is mm -hmm. like fine on most words, <laughs> but it, it's echoing bad. It makes it worse. Yeah, and then it's like real bad on like the important bits that you <laughs> want to understand. <laughs> well, I, it took me a bit to realize he was saying three degrees, but he said, <laughs> he, but he's been saying three D. <laughs> This 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 shitty news show is not just about making someone making fun of someone's accent. Uh, we do want to cover the news. Just goddamn, this is horrible. <laughs> Man, um, okay, wait. So so since when did the you know the whole like UN's goals for uh, zero net carbon emissions? Mm -hmm. Net zero. I thought that was for twenty thirty. Yeah, they've been changing it for a while now. They keep pushing it back. I mean, I, I know remember, there was I remember, like a I remember in high school, it was like 2020 was it. We got to find it then. And now they're saying 2040 and 2050. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's not great. I think, I think 1.5 or 2 is supposed to hit by 2020. 1.5% of countries? Degrees. I don't understand what that degrees is. It's just what the is, global temperature is how they put it. One 1.5% like lowered increased they want to increase the no 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 they want to they want to keep it at 1.5 um, degrees global temperature yeah something like that that's not a temperature 1.5 yeah degrees celsius higher celsius. than what higher than what the planet is currently at supposedly 1.5 is like just barely above freezing no what the temperature of the planet is they don't want to keep it any higher than like what the temperature is, add another 1.5 degrees onto it. That's what so they that's don't want. What the, their limit is, that's oh, their they threshold. Wanna, they want to limit the range of fluctuation. Yes, I guess so. Oh, sure. okay. But like, it still doesn't make sense. It, none of it makes sense. But No. But anyway, just keep playing. Or we, This is going to be a long one I'm trying to cover for the time loss and all the clip searching we had to do. Here we go. No, it's Faisal. fine. It's interesting. Saw, dude. With a clear time frame aligned with 1.5 degrees. And the global stock take must not only commit to that, it must also commit to triple renewables, double energy efficiency, and bring clean energy to all by 2030. What the is, economics are clear. What is yeah. global shift? To what? what is double energy efficiency? No, no, double the power. Oh, hold on. Let's go back. Not only commit to that, it must also commit to triple renewables, double energy efficiency. Triple renewals and double energy. Oh, yeah. I had no idea what that first word was. Oh, my God. <laughs> and bring clean energy to all by 2030. The economics 2030? Yeah, the dude. Come on. It's not that bad. It, I don't know. She's, she's stunned. You've listened to this a few times. <laughs> yeah, I probably that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. Renewables? The only that was not a word. <laughs> how much heating our planet will endure before it happens? Wait, play that play that section back? No, man. We're not going to just make fun of this dude's accent, are we? <laughs> I'm really trying. 
This, I, this is the last one. Our planet will endure before it <laughs> yeah, are we shitting? <laughs> no, the no. The economics are clear. The global shift to renewables is inevitable. <laughs> shift. The only question is You're shit. How much shitting our planet will endure before it happens? Come on. Intergovernmental panel on climate change is recommending ending our addiction to coal by 2030 in OECD countries and 2040 for the rest of the world. At the same time, according to the International Energy Agency, the oil and gas industry accounts for just 1% of clean energy investments. So allow me to have a message for fossil fuel company leaders. <laughs> you fool leaders. <laughs> yeah, what's his, what's his allow message? Allow me to have a message for fossil fuel company leaders. <laughs> Your old role is rapidly aging. Do not double down on an obsolete business model. Lead the transition to renewables using the resources you have available. Make no mistake, the road to climate sustainability, sustainability. is also the only <laughs> I didn't hear that one. <laughs> We have a plethora of show titles to think of. I like just from this one, fools. this two minute fossil fools is what I was thinking of. But <laughs> sustainability is also up there, dude. Oh man, he's the, he's like the main UN. He's guy? the main dude. Yeah. What? Where is he from? Spain. Goddamn Spanish. Let's keep playing. Oh, really? Viable uh pathway -huh. to economic sustainability of your companies in the future. And I urge governments to help industry make the right choice by regulating, legislating, putting a fair price on carbon, ending fossil fuel subsidies, and adopting a windfall tax on profits. All right. So they're clearly they're clearly trying to give him the invite. They want him in on the club. And you know what club <laughs> potentially, Savannah? You, she's still laughing uh, at this. She's still laughing at the fool's bit. <laughs> the fool club. <laughs> the fool club. Idiot. Come. Become a fool. No, um, leave the fools. Okay, leave we're, the we're, fools we're, we're moving on here, pal. Okay, so what? What's your point? Okay, what's my point? They want... Um, I didn't know this. Well, I, I do. I just... I never really wrapped my head around it. Um, ah, how do I want to start this? Well, okay, they clearly Ooh. sent him an invite. It's not just the oil industry, by the way. It's also uh, it's also a little bit of, of farm and agriculture, which has always been a discussion, right? They always cause cows and plants cause uh, oh yeah methane yeah. release, and, and that's how the we footprint. get right F footprint carbon uh, footprint. Well, Mr. Gates definitely has a has he's here too, by the way. Um, oh, he got an invite. He, Considering well, he's part he of the owns club. so much land, we, and well, it also make sense. he he owns a lot of the uh, Beyond Beef, Beyond yeah. Meat. Uh, initiative and all the seeds. He's trying to be Monsanto in his own in his own way. Essentially, yeah. Mm -hmm. But here he is. I think he. I think it was on the COP website. Uh, here we go. Let's play it. Do you think we're going fast enough to? Actually oh, no, that's not it. Um, well, actually, this might be a good way to start it too, because do you remember okay. that that um, that we want to avoid the one point five uh, Celsius increase or whatever. The, the, yes, the, okay. the range, degree range. So uh, here it is post initial conference where the opening sort of shebang. 
Uh, Bill uh-huh. Gates gets interviewed by uh, by some by some schmo um, who is very nervous and kind of. This is a bit of a word salad, so just FYI, just heads up. So I, I try to, to cut it down clip? as much as I can. But uh, I'm sorry. Compared to the last clip, you just couldn't understand him. <laughs> this guy <laughs> okay. is. This guy talks like me right now. Here we go. Do you oh, think gosh. we're going fast enough to actually hit the targets <laughs> that were set out in the Paris Agreement? No, we won't hit hit uh, no the aspirational targets. Oh, well, you can do them. So then, what's the point? <laughs> Did he just like realize that he just no? He, said I, the he wrong knew. Answer? I think he knew what he was saying. But why would he, why would he start off like that? Why would he admit that? Yeah. Then what is I, what is the whole point of them gathering if they he doesn't? So who is this guy? Though so, Bill Gates is he like? Oh, this is Bill Gates. <laughs> Savannah. No, you didn't. You didn't state that. I did. Oh, okay. Well, then, what is the point of him attending? He he's a philanthropist. There, he's trying to incorporate, well, sell his own shit, right? Yeah. We'll get to it in a minute. Just it'll, it'll make okay, sense in a minute. Just play this. Yes. Fast enough to actually hit the targets that were set out in the Paris Agreement. No, we won't hit hit uh, no the aspirational targets. Well, you can do the math on one point five. Uh, and you know, even 2.0 uh, isn't that likely. Now, fortunately, if you stay below three, a lot of the ill effects that people have heard about don't happen. In- three. How does that's three. double? How does that's he- double what the dude was saying? What, what Fossil Fool was saying? Wait. <laughs> so how does he? How does he know that that the effects that are being spoken about is fearful? as to why we can't go that high actually won't happen. Yeah, but uh, I, like, I don't know. Why is he so confident? And then why why the 1.5? See, I'm not familiar with the climate discussion, mm. so maybe these answers are like very obvious or they've been answered, but um so bear well, with me, I guess. The only thing I found questions. sure. The only thing I found that's unusual was him just completely like he's at that summit. Yeah. He's there. And he's virtually he initially starts with this. This won't work. We'll, we'll hit two. Well, no, that's I know true what he's saying. Yeah, no, no, no. You can't do one point five. Let's. You could do three, and it won't be as bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you as they say. Right. You could do three. <laughs> uh, and okay. And even two point uh, isn't that likely. Now, fortunately, if you stay below three, a lot of the ill effects that people have heard about don't happen unless you really are irresponsible and let it get up to the, the higher range. I mean, many people say it's innovation, but it's also with making sure that we don't waste energy in, in the things that we have now. How are we doing on that? Like, again, if, if you see all of the different components to trying to, to stick to the Paris Agreement. How can we do it, Mr. Gates? Tell me. Tell me how we can do it. How can we how can we lower our footprint? Tell me, Billy. You who has Is there all any the low-hanging fruit that we should be thinking about? Well, there's lots of things in energy efficiency, but that's primarily, you know, in rich countries where energy's been so cheap that you know we leave the lights on at night. We he goes on, but you know, make sure that mm-hmm. you turn off your heater. Um, don't use so much water. Mm-hmm. Don't wash your car. Yeah, don't water the grass if you don't, don't water have the to. grass. Like, let it die. All of these things, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, he. Uh, I I don't know that that initial portion of it was pretty funny. Um, definitely <laughs> something that I I, I was perplexed believe, by hearing that. 
Yeah, the first thing out of his mouth. No, it won't work. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's not like we don't know that. Um, I think we all sense a scam brewing. Well, even even the left, even the libs are, are starting to feel that way too. Uh, oh, I got yeah. I got ABC here, just something I found online. Um, they're a bit, I don't know if stunned. I think they're just starting to see that this is starting to turn into a, a bit of a, a situation where they've been bam- bamboozled or they're just idiots. I don't know. Either one. One of the reasons that it's hard for people to sort of grasp the importance of these meetings is they happen every year and yet we don't feel like we're seeing the productive outcomes that we need to see. And we cannot kick the can down the road any longer. COP is all about the flows of money at some level and determining who's going. By the way, this whole COP deal, this clip Mm -hmm. was maybe a week old. This is not exactly new. Like this conference has been doing this for a while. It's just no. I I know what. Why why draw the line now? I think I think some people are starting to figure out that this is kind of horseshit. I yeah, mean, even, like if you saw the look on this lady, she she fits the like descriptions of like just leftist, right? Yeah. Um, and, and she's just like, I don't know, nothing's really changing. They've said this for years. I think one of the reasons that it's hard for people to sort of grasp the importance of these meetings is they happen every year, and yet we don't feel like we're seeing the productive outcomes that we need to see. And we cannot kick the can down the road any longer. COP is all about the flows of money at some level and determining who's going to pay, not just to tackle the climate crisis, you know, to invent the new technologies, but also who's going to pay for adaptation and for uh, reducing the effects of, of climate damages on the front lines. Okay. So you get the gist, right? Yeah. By Bill Gates's clip, this is already a scam. Uh, the AB, the ABC clip is specifying that you know maybe there's a little bit of uh, more money being dealt with than than real more more jargon and cash flowing. Yeah. And then here it is. Here's here's some of the clips that I got, which I I really enjoyed because it finally added perspective. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Doesn't it. work. I had well, a, can I, I had a sweet setup. What do you have? What do you want? Oh, I was just gonna ask. So, another thing with his answer, Bill Gates, why would he admit that it's a scam if he is part of the group that would be profiting from it? I I, I don't think unless this is, he's no longer profiting from it because no, he of is. all like the taxes. No, no, no. He's no. He's selling seeds. It's great. No, no. Life's so good. So why would he? Why would he admit it then? I don't. I, I think they're just belching. I don't think they're. I don't think they're really thinking about what what they're saying. Like like this is on you like really a smaller. Don't think that th- this is like about a, what he's saying. No, but this is on a small cop. Like they they made their own little YouTube page and it's only like two thousand no, 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 subscribers. I had to really I, look I around for this. That. I understand that, but like people can still see it. It can still be referred to. Like why admit it at all if it means that you would. You could potentially, you know, people would realize that they're they're being misled. But I just don't think people are. This is still my same sentiment. I don't think people are looking up what these conversations are. 
I really yeah. don't. I, I really, I really don't. I mean, because I mean, then you just get, we all they're thinking about. Before. All they're thinking about is the RSV vaccine, Savannah. Well, that's true. That's all you see, right? Right. And Israel, right? And this so is a small. This, this is was on a small on. YouTube page that was part of the UN's group, but it's it's like it's not that much people. Not even that much hmm. comments to begin with. It's just yeah. there. So, anyway, the BBC okay. came out with something. I, I don't know if you could point any biases, but there's definitely something going on. Um, okay. Here we go. Ah, I did it again. Balls. Oh, no, that's right. And I'm kind of interested to see what side deals are going to come out of this. Because you love big, side I deals. love side deals. They're, they're really interesting and they don't get as much coverage. But COP is a place where people come together and make these side deals. So, for instance, the Pact to End Deforestation by 2030 or the Just Energy Transition Partnerships where richer countries are paying developing countries like South Africa to transition away from coal. So these are really exciting things that are going on. Okay, we got some side deals. So, yeah, exciting side deals. Right. We got a bit of uh oh, I wish they just came in two clips that were in one clip that would have been easier. Uh second portion. Hello there. This is John Langridge from Spain. I think the fact that there is going to be yet another in-person climate summit is frankly an offensive outrage. How many private jets or first-class travel will there be? How many guided tours? How many luxury hotels will be occupied? How much greenwashing of the host nation will there be? The whole thing should be done over Zoom. So it's really important, number one. Point two, do you get more done in person? The example of this is COVID, right? The UN decided not to have a meeting during COVID. We all, Zoom had happened by then and we knew that there were alternatives to it. So I'm, I remember saying to the UN, look, why on earth don't you just have it on Zoom? Why are you delaying? Because there's a year lost of climate action that's lost. Because it's a vacation. It's a well, fucking vacation. And also vacation. you can't have side deals over Zoom. No, you can't. No, you can't just you can't randomly meet someone in a Zoom. corner and be like, hey, man. Yeah. Let me buy hey, your how trees. About, how about you and me? <laughs> Work out this little deal. Hey, you brother. know, you don't do that in breakout rooms. Like, no. For a Zoom no, join conference. me in the next breakout room. Let's have a talk. Yeah. No, it, it's it's advantageous for them all. It's in person. To you got person. strippers. They you got blow. They don't care that they have that they're flying and most of them are probably not even there overnight. Yeah. Oh, they no. Th- this is a 12 day event. Conference. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. this is a 12 day event. That's a long time. And then what <laughs> what do you actually get out of it? I mean, <laughs> what is the end result? No, like nothing. It sounded like the opening. That was the opening speech. That, that would have been uh, it. The Spain guy. Yeah. It, it sounds fossil like they're fool. just pleading, like, hey, please, please do what we're asking you to do, fossil fools. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Yeah. It's 12 days of that. And then yeah. what what changes from the so many day conferences. one to day 12? You want me to read them to you? I'll, I'll play this clip while I pull up the conferences. Yeah. These are what happens during the 12 just days. Just play, play it. You know, we do conferences all the time. That's basically what the UN does is get people together to talk about stuff. They say, we just know that you get more effective action if you've got people sitting face-to-face with each other. And frankly, the scale of the problem we're facing and the minute emissions caused by this, relatively speaking, because remember, we're talking about solving this massive global problem. This is a drop in the ocean, and this is one of the few opportunities the world has to really do something to turn the dial on this. And there's the serendipity, isn't it, sort of bumping into people on the sidelines, Graham? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you think about it in the office as talking to someone at the water cooler. You know, there's these informal interactions that are really important in in building relationships. And ultimately, if you have good relationships with people, you're more inclined to get a better climate deal out of it at the end of it. Right. But every year, 
Mm-hmm. So oh, there's yeah. so few instances, is what they were saying, mm-hmm. f- for them to have conversations about right. this. Yes. But it they, happens they every year. They can't meet any other time. It's got to be here now, baby. No, I know. And like, and then there's still nothing out of it. No. Like, really? How productive are they? Here we go. Uh, okay. Pop Cops, an actionist workshop. A pop cop is a community action event designed to explore, plan, and help celebrate the healthy, thriving future of life on our planet. This that series of workshops like will be held of UAE House of Sustainability. And oil, the only reason why they have money is because of oil production. But now they're the mm-hmm. House of Sustainability. Providing yeah, unique Yeah, it's funny venue. that it's in Saudi. Correct. Or Dubai. Correct. Yeah. Well, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, providing a unique venue to amplify your commitment to protect, preserve the environment. It is Just all... Just tell us that you're going to join us. That's right. what that is. Uh, another yeah. one. Um... I had another one that was more enjoyable. Uh, modeling resilience, potential of supercomputing technology and climate research and global access challenges. Um, just how supercomputing... So, uh, oh, explores potential yeah. in predicting complex water systems, enhancing storm surge preparedness, information of uh, mitigation strategies. Join us. Uh, what else? Um Future future focused future focused innovation covering multiple themes including artificial intelligence, satellite technology, big data, and clean energy, and industrial decarbonization, advanced materials, hydrogen energy storage, and much much more. This sounds like a fucking ad, dude. You read this yeah. out loud. Oh my god, this is nuts. Artificial I- intelligence and the role of public private partnerships to improve climate change making decisions. Oh my god. Join experts from AgriPoint, Dell, Google, NOAA. The UAE, UAE Ministry of AI for panel discussions. I want to watch that. I want to see what they say from that one. I mean, I feel like they're going to say nothing. Yeah. Like what? Being strategic about climate information. While supply chain represents consistently between 40 to 60% of greenhouse gases, emissions of humanitarian actors, reducing emissions from supply chains is a major lever for emission reduction. So um, is this conference intended to convince these people who are of influence or who who influence large um like companies or, or legislation or whatever mm-hmm. um to hop on board with the UN's plan for climate change well they're all in it together well i mean is it is it to convince them to join no or is it to it, work with them to develop a plan it, <sighs> Because it doesn't picture, sound picture like the that. Picture the UN it, as like the catering company. Yeah. You know, they'll bring the group together. They got the hype man, Fossil Fool, coming in. Right? To let out the spiel. Yeah. Breakout rooms, folks. And then in between passings of breakout rooms. Right? You imagine there's probably like Biden and and like the, the Prince of Saudi Arabia in a room. They're not. But no. that's what you like to imagine that they're doing. Right? They're having these yeah. discussions of how to reduce emissions. And in between class sessions, they go and cut deals, as we've as we've been told. So, so the the point of this is to create an opportunity for discussion outside of these panel. It, talks. It's it's definitely they're definitely trying to promote more of the uh, the issue. It's like of, trying to spark creativity. Uh huh. <laughs> Where it's like like these um like not think tank but like think tank events. Right. Where it's just giving it a, a space or like an opportunity for people to come up with ideas about right. that topic, right? To be inspired, you know, right. be educated about it. So okay, so that so so they're hoping to educate 
these influential people, have them hop on board to where they're thinking about what they but can do. But they're all in on this. This is what you're, you're missing. No, 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 they're, no, no, yeah. no, I know. But I'm saying this is, this is, and it happens every year, but nothing comes out of it. Like there's no plan. Or well, something did come out of it. Hold on. I got me. Hold on. I got to transition. Stop. Uh, okay. Something did come out of it. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Sweet deals were made, brother. The choice of the United Arab Emirates as host for COP28, this year's UN climate talks, has been controversial from the start. Now, leaked documents obtained by the BBC suggest that the UAE planned to use its role as an opportunity to discuss oil deals. Environmental activists say the allegations, if true, are a scandal. The UAE's team didn't deny using COP meetings for business talks, but said they were fully focused on, quote, meaningful climate action. Dr Sultan al-Jaba, appointed the president of COP28 by the UAE, was building ambition at a meeting of environment ministers from around the world last month. And we must deliver in Dubai. But Mr Jaba is also the head of ADNOC, the UAE's huge state oil company and its renewable energy business, Mazda. Now, working alongside independent journalists at the Centre for Climate Reporting, we've got hold of briefing documents prepared by the UAE's COP28 team ahead of meetings with 27 foreign governments. They show Dr Jabba was briefed to discuss business deals for the state firms. Now, I've got the documents here, and they suggest telling China that the UAE's oil company is willing to jointly evaluate liquefied natural gas opportunities in Mozambique, Canada and Australia. The Brazilian environment minister was to be asked to help with the UAE's multi-billion dollar bid for a Brazilian oil and gas processing company. Eh? Eh? So they're upset because these oil typhoons... But they're making no sure, but it proves their point. They're making money. They're making yeah, money. I mean. Why is this? Why is this shocking? It's not right. No, it's not. And if it happens every year, why does yes. it matter this year? Sure, that's yes, even better. Why does it matter this year? That's yeah, a good why question. Is there suddenly, actually, why is there suddenly more? Attention they've always on been. It? Yeah, they've always been doing it. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Here's part two of it, and then I got three more clips, and we can wrap this puppy up. Okay. Now, attempting to do business deals, especially oil and gas deals, during the COP process appears to be a serious breach of the standards the UN expects of a COP president. It told the BBC a president should be impartial and act without bias or self-interest. Professor Michael Jacobs of Sheffield University is an expert on UN climate politics. This looks breathtakingly hypocritical. But I actually think it's worse than that because the UAE at the moment is the custodian of a United Nations process aimed at reducing global emissions. And yet in the very same meetings, it's actually trying to do side deals which will increase global emissions. The Adnock HQ, 65 storeys high, dominates the skyline of Abu Dhabi. 
We know on at least one occasion a country followed up on a potential fossil fuel deal brought up in a meeting arranged by the UAE's COP28 team. But 12 countries have told the BBC there was either no discussion of commercial activities during meetings or a meeting did not take place. The COP... No, just online. So, no, 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 no. So what do you expect? You put all these right. people in the same room and like, uh, yeah. of course, and That's then you th- praise that side deals happen. And then all the 12 countries that lied about it yeah. happening because uh-huh. snitches get stitches, right? <laughs> and they want in on the deal. They're not going to tattle. <laughs> I don't want a fucking Zoom meeting. Not with your an mind. oil tycoon, typhoon or tycoon or... <sighs> A fool. <laughs> All these fools. <laughs> Fossil fools. I, yeah, you're right. This is not surprising. Like, and it's taken... How many years has this conference been happening? Uh, this is an annual, so this is 28. 28 20, years. Wait, 28 years that this uh, yeah. has been happening and they're still surprised that side yep. deals come out of it? Totally. For oil companies? Like... Come on. Well, not even that. <laughs> just just the fact that this this conference is bullshit. It's bullshit. No, exactly. It's bullshit. Uh, it's bullshit. But hang and on. And they're trying to push the get, importance of it, But right? we get to hear the most obnoxious portion of it all. NPR coming out. And they just figured out what the fuck's going on. Hang on. Okay, so the leader of the UN is calling out fossil fuels as the poison roots of climate change. But this year's talks are hosted in Dubai, the oil-rich United Arab Emirates. You know, not to be mean, but how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely controversial. Um, The UAE has put an oil executive in charge of the climate meeting. And, you know, that person does have some control over what gets on the agenda, you know, how negotiations play out. So there's been some concern from climate activists, um, even from some scientists, about whether everyone is on the same page. Because the science is really clear, you know, fossil fuel use needs to decrease, you know, you know, very, very quickly. (laughs) Ugh. The they're shocked, clear, you know. They're shocked. Shocked. They're absolutely. Sh- I, I can't. They're just like, why? Why? I'm like, because this has been happening forever. You mean? You mean people aren't gonna just, you know, put aside their their companies and how yeah. they make profit, and they're gonna like, they're gonna act how we want them to act. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they should have kept it to Zoom. Then they wouldn't have all these side deals. That you know? sure. That yeah. All right. Or yeah. they'll just they'll just chat it up over the phone. It's fine. Yeah, this is just the best it would have opportunity, happened regardless. but it's not it's the just, only It's just a luxury for a sweet vacation. And to make it look like you're doing something, of right? Course. You're a part of the um, the solution yes. or whatever the phrase um, is. I do want to tackle carbon credits, but uh, I, think, I think we ended on a good note. So I think I want to leave it at that. I do have one more clip that's more humorous. Okay, good. A uh, bit of a wrap up. I will. I do want to talk about uh, carbon credits because I actually think th- that is probably the majority of the scam. That's oh gonna gosh, yeah. that's gonna show it. Um, yeah. I do have some clips about it. I think I want to save it for next week. No, I think um, that. Yeah, I think that that needs a lot. of That's time a whole separate topic. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do have one final one. Um, all right, here we go. ABC. Good morning, America, with Renee Roy. She's bored. They couldn't think of anything else. Not that there was anything to talk about in the. Cop twenty eight. Notice very few of the uh, very few of the mainstream media M five M portions are not talking about this, or the yeah, discussion think- or the discussion of um, of Saudi Arabia hosting the the fucking climate change summit. 
I know they don't think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Important, like that's that's something to bring up to tell people yeah, about. That this is pretty ridiculous. No, we have well, something else. Because then more people would be on board of like, oh, that this is a scam. Yes. Right. We but yeah. we've got extremists on the line um, in online gaming. Uh, oh, okay. At times when I have a little bit of free time, I would like to device the uh, digest my time uh, with a little extremist viewpoints as well. Not to that. Never mind. I'll just play it. <laughs> At first glance, yeah, yeah. this might look like an ordinary video game for children. She has blue hair. There's funny little characters. But look a little closer and it's much more than that. Avoid all women. The game is meant to mock feminist culture. The title is a derogatory nickname representing the female main character. We aren't showing it here. It's kind of more sinister ideas under the guise of a game. Exactly. It's often very well disguised as as a game, although there is a very strong and sometimes even dangerous extremist ideological component to it. And experts say this type of content is becoming increasingly more common. According to a recent NYU report, extremists are exploiting online gaming and gaming-adjacent sites to promote hatred and violence. The features of these sites are such that they are particularly useful to people who would happen to spread bad ideas or try to recruit people into conspiracies or even particular acts of violence. The FBI telling ABC News one of its biggest challenges when it comes to countering violent extremism is online platforms, saying they have all contributed to the increased speed, dissemination, efficiency and accessibility of violent extremist content. <laughs> what is that dude props that lady for making it through that whole that whole spiel right there. Let me hear that yeah. again. Biggest challenges when it comes to countering violent extremism is online platforms saying they have all contributed to the increased speed, dissemination, efficiency and accessibility of violent extremist content. Julia Ebner, an extremism researcher, says hobby communities like gaming are specifically targeted in hopes of recruiting members to extremist ideologies. Increasingly see minors and including even school kids being lured into... What are minors? Aren't minors school kids? <laughs> to these spaces. As opposed to and teenagers. Not realize- what? As opposed to old... Unschooled minors. Unschooled minors. And what is happening to them, that they're actually slowly being radicalized towards neo-Nazism or towards white supremacy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come that was on, man. A yeah, so, dude. But what about all the, the Nazi shooting games? Is that like anti-Nazism? So does that like balance You know, they it talk out? about that actually. Hang on. Oh, Ebner no showed us some examples of so-called mods, popular games modified by users at home to include hateful content. We're blurring those images here. So this is now a modification of Call of Duty where you can play on the side of the Nazis. The publisher of Call of There we go. That sounds, that, I mean, that's a, the same thing. You're just shooting the different guy. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it, the difference is it's just war who you're shooting at it's we still play, war like, it's still in, a shooting game the game the games that i have time for are all world war ii games and yeah. it's like i'll play as a as a as a nazi they don't put out the they don't put the swastikas on there no 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 it's not that you're they're not putting they're not loading <laughs> jews onto a, a cattle car oh my it, it's 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 like people battling it out that's all they're doing 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not it's not so obvious who you're shooting at, who you're with side you're on. No. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is so, this well, is so you dumb. know, you're supporting neo Nazi. White, white supremacy, yeah. White supremacy. Duty declined to Jorge. comment. Similar content can be found on platforms like Discord, where users go to discuss games. I just came across this one. By and how much? And how much they hate Jewish people? Yeah, or they they like being neo Nazis so much. Oh man! <laughs> In their little um, Discord chat. <laughs> dog, I'm horned up for the Nazis. <laughs> because it was recommended in a normal gaming channel and there you already see that there is a verification process where you need to indicate ideological preferences and online this is such bullshit oh, come on so to play to play a game you have to state to play a certain what? game you're gonna have to how many people on the fringe are actually doing this you know uh, it's like you gotta yeah. you gotta fill out a qa and then and then you're supposed to believe this person once you when she um when she passed like the, maybe they just want to play a new game they just want to try it out you know sure they can just lie on that questionnaire and and also like what what does that result in yeah like them playing a game does that mean that they're gonna go out and shoot up some church or something like I guess that, yeah that that's what they're assuming is there really a connection mm. okay we'll keep playing yeah. watch yeah yeah year from now oh man say goodbye to. Online gaming, dude. Call of Duty. Yeah, All, gone. Online gaming, completely. Here we go. You see that there is a verification process where you need to indicate ideological preferences. And online extremism can have real-world consequences. The 18-year-old responsible for the racially motivated mass shooting at a Buffalo supermarket last year used Twitch, a platform used by video game streamers to broadcast the attack that left 10 people dead. Twitch took the live stream down within minutes and released a statement condemning the violence. Twitch, Discord, and the Entertainment Software Association have individually told ABC News they are committed to combating hateful content, taking a multifaceted approach to meet the challenges, including banning users, developing technology to identify hateful content, and working with law enforcement. We need regulation for greater publicity and public understanding about what's going on as the potential to create pressure on the companies to do. Why not just take your kid's computer away? Or figure well, it a different way. They need more regulation in that. I feel like they're. they're this seems like a parenting issue. This is a this is a hands-on deal with your kid. Well, are these just minors? These these school-aged minors. These school-aged that are <laughs> that are <laughs> speaking violent thoughts into violent the, rhetoric. Into the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like. What a waste of time. What, what else What else can they regulate? I right. Don't, what else can you do besides yeah. what's already being done? Don't give them, don't give them that option, man. And Just also, it, it is already so talked about in the public. Sure. It, it's already being talked about. It's already well known, right? So, right. like, what else can you say? Oh. And on that note. Going. Oh, is that it? That was it. Oh. It's time to go. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do uh, the outro? Oh yeah, let's see time. if I can get it. No script mm -hmm. this time. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay. Well, uh, if you liked what you heard, <laughs> I'm off to a bad start. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, if you liked anything that any part of this episode, um, you can tell us about it. Uh, if you're on any podcasting 2.0 apps like Fountain or Podverse, you can use the um, oh my gosh, Boost Boostgram. 
Boostagram. No, it's Boostgram. Mm mm. There's not. no A. Is there an A? I'm telling I, you, there's an A. Okay, Boostagram. Because I looked online at it because I wanted to confirm, and there was no A. Maybe there, there was is. a typo. No, okay. there is. Yep. Boost a gram, which is a message that can be sent with a donation. Um, the donation is tiny. It's a it's uh, through Bitcoin, which is a Satoshi. Yeah, you did it again. One God Satoshi. damn it. This is what I'm saying. This is why that <laughs> title last time still holds the same. It's still Satoshi. It's not. It's Satoshi. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, which is equivalent. I mean, the lowest donation is one Satoshi, which is equivalent to one twentieth of a penny, which is absolutely nothing. You are more than welcome to donate more. Um, but send us a message. Tell us if you like something, if you didn't. Um, and if you're not on a podcasting 2.0 app, uh, what are you doing? You should be. <laughs> yeah. There, you're about to advertise something else. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. You should Get be. On this. But if you want to. If you want to really make sure we get that message, you can also email us at pleb2pleb.podcast at gmail.com. That's P-L-E-B, the number two, P-L-E-B.podcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. Um, Say hi. You know, let us know you're listening. Uh, We will do our best to respond. (laughs) We've never Um, heard from anyone, so we will respond we will uh, do yeah, our best days, we will respond we will the day someone actually sends an email as, as soon as we'll sit at our email and as soon as something comes through we will give you such a detailed response you know unless you tell us that you hated what we said then not that deep trash it is we will res- well we probably will respond to that too um yeah, probably all right um with that uh thanks for listening all righty uh and i'm jorge and I'm Savannah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Later, fossil fools. We're done. <laughs>